Welcome to the effects loop. I'm Diaz. I guess that's uh, me. Do I say yeah. I'm Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tell him. This is going are. swimmingly. Yeah, this is this, this is, is this is perfect. <sighs> Foreshadowing. Restart. Restart. No, 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 no. Leave that shit. Tom, in, say in, who unless, you are. In, unless you got to block out the f bomb. No, we don't do that. Uh, so, okay, so, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, like, like I said, I want to be a little respectable. All right, get us back in the loop, Tom. So I am Tom. I am one of the uh, three patrons, and I like to give Diaz shit. Strike two. Strike two, Tom. <laughs> Try what again. Was that? What did I miss? You just say your name. That's all you got to say. Oh, uh, Tom. God. <laughs> just, just Don't you listen on. to this show? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Surely Not you've fair. heard us do this before. It's all kind of a blur. There's a lot right, of I'm, guests out there. I'm Diaz. I'm Tom. And I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the very long loop of the guitar community. That was officially like the longest intro I think we've ever done. We've already been in this five minutes. <laughs> I'm done. This episode is talk about right. yourselves. All right, this episode, uh, for everyone who's still hanging in there, this episode's brought to you by Bigger Pedals. Go to biggerpedals.com, check them out. Uh, they've got some amazing gear. The Albi is their newest baby they've put out. Um, yeah, go go check them out. Also, big shout out to our patrons. Uh, if you give us money, you too can butcher our intro. Tom. Dude, that's like the best butchering of your intro you've ever had. And you've had that's, a few good ones, too. And off, yeah, that is, I mean, that's true. I mean, if we're going to crash and burn, we're going to make this thing huge. All right. Well, you can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and give us money. Scott's going to talk at some point. Um, maybe, He's maybe. upset that we, we bounced goose off the uh, cockpit canopy in the first five minutes. Dude. Wow. You, you went straight, like, for the heart. <laughs> That hurt. So I'm, I'm still just, torn over that one. Please just land this plane in the Hudson so we can be done with it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Calm down, Tom Hanks. All right. So um, <laughs> I guess we'll go with what's new. Uh, we'll start with Scott. So maybe Tom will figure out how we do this. Um, Scott, what's new with you? Uh, nothing gear wise, uh, other than I finally got my new desk after what, like a month? Yeah. That, um, was, a, that was an epic journey. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Amazon missing deliveries three t- three different times. Yeah. And that lots, was Amazon. Was that Amazon delivery? Or you, yeah. Because I know you, all that Amazon even... delivery. Oh my god! But finally, have my uh, desk set up with my audio interface installed, and I'm standing for this episode, so I'll be more patient. We'll Everything's see. wiggling though on the screen. Yep. I'm not looking at the screen. I'll get distracted by Scott and the wiggles. I just stare into his eyes. It, they're majestic. Okay. I'm just trying. We're, let's just see how uncomfortable we can make Scott this entire episode. You guys don't do that already? No. Okay. Try not to. All right, Tom. What's new with you? So, Tom, have, have you ever been like officially on an episode before? Uh, I have not. Um, okay. Yeah, we've talked about it in the past, but some of that required, uh, you know, well, the topic of that would have been, you know, how does a noob buy an interface and make things work? And 
yeah that was you know, interesting. i guess part of my new gear uh i've had it for a little bit but it took a little bit to make it work because i'm still on windows for job purposes you know the engineering world lives in windows but um yeah, i've got thanks to the advice of scott and a few other people i've got some cool monitors interface a microphone and whatnot but uh gear wise though i actually did uh get a new flanger which is probably like a three or four time a year thing for me um i got a past fx reticon flanger which is a clone of the buffalo fx uh i think it was also called the reticon uh, that never came out because, you know, April 2020, the owner of the company kind of more or less just said, uh, screw you guys, I'm going home. Um, he was in the hospital and bailed on a bunch of pre-orders. And some of us got money back. Uh, I know I did. Uh, a couple other people in the you know in our overlapping communities did. I know one person did not. But um, the thing about this one, the, the company Past Effects, they seem to survive by making Buffalo Effects clones, which is a cool thing. Um, they're they're open about it. You know, they're with what Buffalo Effects did. They had a lot of really cool pedals, but with them kind of ejecting themselves from the market and having some good offerings, it's nice to see somebody pick it up, and yeah. and and more so clarify what they're doing. Yeah, there's a whole lot of issues going on on the webs about clones right now. I know Demon Effects is catching a whole lot of heat uh, from people. I missed that one, and you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more more or less just a lot of people are like, I mean, because Demon Effects is really doing a number on on copying and trying to look as close to the clone as possible on some pretty big name stuff usually it's stuff that's hard to find right now or like like a king of tone or um the duelist is another one that they're doing and uh yeah i mean oh actually no i did see this one i just found the post going. while you were talking about it yeah yeah that guy's there there's towing the line and then there's just being completely over the line yeah it's kind of like and it's it's hard it's really hard it's kind of it, it's like uh the supreme court described pornography like you know i can't really describe it but i know it when i see it and that those definitely cross the line yeah so i just did google on a podcast and damn <laughs> they're not even trying i mean yeah this is the yeah. like yeah it's too close like it's mm -hmm. okay. I'm, people are pretty tolerant of cloning a circuit. People are not okay with cloning artwork. Yeah, That's, it's it's whenever it's like you can have a nod, but a blatant like if if you have to like backpedal your scroll, you know what I mean, and be like, oh oh wait, no, that's not a king of town. Yeah, that actually yeah, does lead us into our first news topic. Believe it or not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything new. Thanks for asking. Um, so let's go to the. First news topic. You I said mean, you, can Scott, be, you can be mean and passive aggressive about it, but I really don't have anything. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I just wanted to be asked. like I had. That. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I didn't want to go to the party, but I still wanted to be invited. You know? Didn't the person that got your slot get their king of tone Diaz? Yeah, so I guess it'd be kind of yeah. So um, Matthew, who is the patron supporter, uh, uh, um, after the deal, that part of the deal is he had to become a patron supporter. Um, yeah, he got his king of tone that we ordered for him. So that that was pretty cool. 
I'm, I hope he enjoys it thoroughly. Well, speaking of uh, thoroughly enjoying things, uh, Maestro Electronics has an, been teasing uh, a little thing on Instagram here this week that says, The Legend Returns, January 18, 22. Yeah. A lot of speculation coming out here about whether this is going to be the Maestro FZ1 Fuzz Tone reissue. Because that is uh, a historic classic. But the reason I said the earlier thing about copying art and whatnot, there was was a little bit of a hiccup with the Maestro brand, if you remember, a few months ago with John Cusack. With the Mr. O? Uh, Yeah, that's right. So. I I feel like that one was a a little bit of a, a stretch. Wasn't it over the font, though? Or was it the actual name? Well, name and was font a, together, I think. Wasn't there some imagery too? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I, I really so, like it was like the way they did the serifs on the font was like really what it was all about. Okay. I yeah, love the one, I love the indicator light on this. This looks cool. The, I mean, yeah, that, that one. Sorry. Quick. Go ahead and describe it if you um, want. No, I was gonna say back to the uh, the, the Cusack thing. That one kind of sucked a little bit, you know, to see Gibson kind of strong arm somebody um i don't know i'm Q-Sec i mean was it was close. it was the, the the sucky thing for cusack is having to start over mm-hmm. i mean yes he didn't get sued he got a c and d which is like oh, you know it's one of those like oh i gotta start over it's not like he got sued into oblivion and cusack's not a thing anymore right the thing i'm happy for though is you know and in, in, in the past companies have like well you can't do that but we're also not going to do that uh, doesn't necessarily make it better for for Cusack, but you know to see Gibson actually go and do something with that, and and kind of branch out into and do things that are aren't necessarily safe, you know shows that they're at least trying. Well, yeah, I mean Gibson's been expanding again. I, they acquired somebody else, and I'm trying to remember who it was recently, but um, yeah, I mean it, it's good to see actually something happening with the Maestro brand. Um, and we're talking about the LED indicator lights on this thing is kind of cool. It's got these three trumpets uh, with a red, yellow, and blue kind of kind of a look. So there's something unique coming to it, at least, which is actually funny. I think the LED circuit might be more complex than the actual pedal circuit if it's a Maestro fuzz. Not now, the, the interesting thing on that, as I look at it, I kind of wonder if the uh, if that's dancing too close to the uh, you know the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. <laughs> because <laughs> because the nfl the nfl and the steelers are bigger than gibson and yeah they uh they protect their stuff yeah. are they re- do you think they are bigger than gibson oh they have to be dude any yeah. nfl team is bigger than gibson okay yeah I don't, I don't know. how much i mean how much did the uh did it cost um for for seattle kraken you know, to buy the team from the NHL. You know, the NFL is, you know, probably orders of magnitude larger than the NHL, and the uh, NHL team was still a lot of money. Hmm. All right, I'm looking it up. Yeah, they're about, uh, the Steelers are about twice as big, or worth twice as much. The Steelers are about $3.4 billion. Um, Gibson's about $1.7 billion. I mean, when was the last time a football team was sold? I don't know. I'm not sure. right, let's, we are not a sports podcast. We're let's not. Get off. No, I don't think so. All right, let's get moving. My ADD is kicking in. 
right so uh a tease we'll see uh what was it the 18th yep see what what it is and how much it costs and um, i guess this is going to be around 200 250 yeah call me wrong on that but that's my guess well um that's a good guess uh so uh this ties into last week's episode if you didn't uh listen to last week's episode we did cover one piece of or we covered something um and that was tc electronics uh tc electronic sorry ian hard hard c there um so they announced the infinite sample sustainer so you can make an infinite soundscape so it's there's been a few of these on the market before there's the obvious ones like like uh ehx freeze then that goes into like the super ego and Mm -hmm. some of those kind of things and then you get like the the more momentary uh, samplers like the mood or something like that uh from chase bliss and then everything in between so it's cool to see uh tc electronic throwing their hat in the ring here um uh also because simply tc electronic hasn't made a tone print series pedal in a long time so it's good to finally see something come out of them well i mean in all fairness the plethora was nothing but tone print and that was three years ago was it really three years ago how long when have we been doing this stupid podcast uh a long when was time. uh purchased from bear or purchased uh who bought them behringer uh behringer's parent company yeah okay yeah when did that it's occur? Been a while. that's two three years ago i mean so to put it in perspective tor has already been with universal audio and come out with a pedal series and that was around mm. the same kind of time as when tor left tc electronic i didn't realize he went to ua yeah so that that's why you suddenly see ua guitar pedals yes and that's also why they're uh, uh why, they're, why good. they're really cool yeah and people are into them yeah um so this takes the the Hall of Fame reverbs um, engine, adds some modulation effects, and, and really kind of lets you play with it. Has three different tone print options. Has a full effects loop, which when you do a sample hold, if if you're not super familiar with using those kind of pedals, you need something to put some movement on it. Otherwise, it starts sounding like a bagpipe really quickly. Um, so there's some pretty cool kind of concepts in here. I'm really curious in people's hands with how well it's going to work. Um, I mean, again, tone print was really getting onto something. I mean, they, their, their iPhone app is now fantastic. You can edit stuff and actually send those edits to the pedal through your guitars pickup. Like that whole system's amazing. It's just, it, it felt left for dead for a few years. So yeah, it's cool I to see like, it coming back. I feel like the, uh, the whole kind of shock and awe of, oh, I can change my pedal through my pickup just it was it was there and then it just kind of died i feel like once it once the interest in that really died down Mm -hmm. that people just kind of whatever with it yeah so now you can actually plug in using the usb kit to the pedal like you've been able to do that for i don't know two years yeah um i was part of the beta testers for that um i got a t-shirt it's pretty sweet um so those things are there it's just at the same time I mean, Bluetooth is a thing already, and you're seeing people with Bluetooth. So, um, yeah. What's the pedal well, the, I'm selling the right now? Is, 
that has the that. price is what I'm going to be curious. What was the price on this? Oh, it's going to be like 180 bucks to 200 bucks because that's what I mean, they go for, isn't it? It's still not horrible. No, I, I think it's reasonable. I mean, an EHX freeze is like what 100 bucks. Uh, I have no idea. I have not looked about that. 140. No, that. Wow. Okay, that's at some places. But I mean it's an old pedal so like the used market is out there at this point but yeah 143 for an hx freeze um and infinite sample sustainer is not announced yeah they wouldn't announce it would they bunch of jerks 149 pre-order yeah that's that's a good price that yeah. that is i like that yeah i mean and you already have the uh the effects loop built in where the freeze doesn't have that you have to go to the super ego to get that and they have to go to the super ego plus to have the multi-effects stuff built in so yeah this could be a real good deal if you're looking and, and single size enclosure so there's gonna be some cool i i think this thing i don't know if the moment's passed for this type of pedal all right, is someone's phone vibrating or am I losing my mind? No, I hear it too. Tom. Yeah, at least it was on silent. No, it was sitting on my desk. Well, no, because then I kept looking at my phone. I was like, uh, oh, I'm popular and I'm not. Thanks, unpopular Tom. opinion. If I can still hear it, it's not on silent. Touche. Legitimate. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about this next one for a while. But oh, yeah. Paul Reed Smith has finally given some bit of a reveal on the Silver Sky SE. Yeah, the specs on it look pretty legit. I don't like the colors, though. I think, like, they only, I don't know wh why they only put out, like, one good color. So they announced what, five colors? I thought it four was four colors. Yeah. Four. They just, they show stone blue twice. So you got yeah. an evergreen, which is two words, and it pisses me off. Um, stone blue. Moon Which White is a good one. And Dragon Fruit. Sound like the Evergreen. I don't like that color green. It's like, yeah, it's a little like John Deere. I wish it could be a little more greeny. It's, like the, the Fender Cosmic Jade is, is like the perfect shade of guitar green. You know, some guy yeah. in Gear Talk Praise and Worship is going to throw a Michigan State logo on that green and put it out there. <sighs> Ew. The Stone Blue is the one I like. Yeah, the stone blue, and that's a Fender color. So, or right. at least it's close to a Fender color, because that's a. Uh, my buddy Ian has an American Pro Strat in that color, and so he was like, "Oh, oh, I want it, I want it." I was like, "You already have a real Silver Sky," and he's like, "Yeah," and you know, we talked about it. Um, so some other change in specs that happened though. Um, there, there's a different bridge. It's going to be a double acting bridge instead of a, a six screw um the neck dimensions are different in almost every way just hmm. here and there the fretboard radius is eight and a half which is the first time i think i've seen an eight and a half radius up from was it seven and a half was on the the american seven and a quarter maybe something like that so um interesting uh it has the reverse headstock like uh the American model does. And then it has the 635JM-S pickups instead of the full pickups. And then it's a synthetic bone instead of a bone nut. And 
some of those kind of things. Um, non-locking tuners. So it is going to be different. Um, now that we know what it is, and obviously we haven't heard it yet, are your thoughts changing on this thing? I I don't have any thoughts that are changing on it. I love the Silver Sky as a Strat alternative. Um, and I know a lot of people get upset over over it, but it's a you know for what it is as far as you know a a true vintage spec Strat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else Fender offers. You know, outside of like their uh, some of the artist guitars that were you know super expensive and or just not available. Like the uh, I know the David Gilmore uh is you know stupid expensive on the on the second hand market and when they had it out uh when you can get it new it was still spendy do they still make the avri series do not know they have the american vintage series Hmm. or they did uh i you know i never really bothered to learn all of the uh new series names in the fender stuff um, maybe it's part of the American Original. Because they have the, the American Pro, American Ultra, Ultra Lux, American Original, American Performer. Fender lost me whenever they had two different versions. Whenever, um, oh, what was it called? What was the, the yeah. high, the Deluxe, where the Deluxe was once a, like the top and then it became a lower model. Well, they always had a, a Mexican Deluxe too. Well, they had well the the uh, an American one that was like a deluxe at one yeah. point became like a lower model. It used to be a, the top tier. Well, and then yeah, now they have the Ultra as like their top tier, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, they lost me. Yeah. Well, they also have the Ventura like, series. So the American originals are definitely the '50s and the '60s spec ones okay. that you just don't see in stores, and they're all hovering around twenty-two to twenty-three hundred bucks. So you have all your classics. You got a 70 custom in there, Telecaster. You have a thin line Telecaster. You've got a 50 Strat. You've got a 60 Telecaster. You have 60 Strat. You've got the Jazz do you think, Master. Do you think Paul Reed Smith will ever do a Telecaster? Um, I mean, how close does that Brent Mason signature get? Not even. I mean, not from a, a looks it was wise, a traditional but, PRS body. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about like a body shape change or something. Um, I don't know about that because just I don't know. You think they'll do the the PRS carve on the bottom and then just do no carve on the top? I don't know. Like a Telecaster, but it has that that sort of like 45 degree angle carve. <clears throat> that would be would be hideous and, and i think more so that kind of goes against what the uh what the telecaster originally was and i, I don't i don't know that you know the way the law the, the way the way paul likes to be uh i don't know that he would dress up a you know above you know a better than plywood type kind of guitar uh i mean yeah prs's have to be ergonomically correct subtraction <laughs> It's sad that I would when you can make that reference and everyone already knows. Uh, I mean, it's memed itself at this time. Subtraction. It's kind of like Brian Wampler doing a guitar spin. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, full demos and stuff come out this Tuesday. So 
that that's the real thing for me is like i want to know how that neck feels because it's going to be different i want to know i just want to know how it's going to sound yeah and that that's the other part is just how many people are going to be buying this and swapping pickups i still i still wish that like the big dipper pickups would have been a bigger thing there's uh there are knockoff ones yeah I think is it Klein makes one it's called like the Jazz Cat or something like that, and it's supposed to be like a, a dead on copy. Were the um, were the triple shots kind of based towards that? They were based more on the PRS John Mayer Strat. Okay. Um, having said that, I don't think they sound exactly the same. I've heard them side no. by side in a Strat, but I've got triple shots in my uh, neck and middle. Oh yeah. And a grinder in the bridge. Yeah, I haven't played my guitar with triple shots in it in ages because I haven't had it. It's I've, it's been on an extended loan for with a buddy for a while, so I just haven't seen it. Um, yeah, but how many Gear Talk Praise and Worship kids are going to be buying that thing and swapping in Lambertones pickups? Yeah, that's probably going to be like the number. I don't know. I th- I honestly think with the amount of uh, John Mayer. Uh, idolatry i'll say it Whoa. um they might stick with the pickups that come in it because now there's not a whole lot of people swapping out the pickups in the uh silver skies the norm the i've no, seen the i've seen people swapping out the bridge pickup on it yeah but like not a whole lot you know what i mean it's not like everyone gets it and the first thing they do is a pickup swap yeah no and it's and it's also not because they don't necessarily like them it's it Every every time I've seen it happen, it's because, uh, and I'm in a couple of the PRS groups. It, it always seems to be people that wanted a a different bridge sound, you know, yeah. not that they necessarily disliked it. Because that was, you know, at least a takeaway for me. Um, what I really like with the uh, Silver Sky was the pickups and the amount of time and effort that you know they put into the pickups. You know, I, I don't know that you're going to get, you know, the absolute best. Um, you're not going to get the same, but a lot of the PRS pickups, when you go from the from the core models down to the uh, to the SE, you know they're they don't fall that far down. I've heard mixed reviews about the S series of stuff, but I don't know. I've always, I don't know. I've I've every SE style guitar I've played has been um, a gr- a good guitar. But there's, you know, there's something special about the, uh, the, the American-made ones. Yeah, I, I you can just, oh, you can feel the extra detail put into it. One other actual spec on this that does catch my attention is the, if I recall correctly, the SE has a satin neck versus a gloss neck, <clears throat> which is a plus to me because I prefer satin necks. Yeah, the, oh, the, gl- the gloss gets sticky. It can, especially when, I mean on import guitars, gloss it, gloss equals sticky to me, like in my mind. On American-made guitars, typically with nitro, I don't mind gloss nitro that much, but gloss poly particularly gets sticky really quick. So, anyway, this will be the thing that everyone's talking about for another week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it has it has birds. Uh, that is actually uh, among the SE. I don't know if all the SEs have birds now still or not. I think it's very rare to see a uh, PRS without birds now. Okay. 
which is one of yeah. those things i kind of wish i i think it helped the se sell was it was no longer you, you can no longer tell it was not a, like a full-fledged prs from across the room anymore i think that helped their brand but at the same time something feels cheapened about it so anyway. i'm just glad it's not dot inlays <laughs> So what do you think about this like three week rollout that they've been having on this guitar? It kept us talking about it. Um, yeah, I feel like it's losing its luster. It lost its luster with the colors with me. I just, I just, I wasn't excited about them. Yeah. I mean, these aren't Tesla colors anymore, so that's kind of the fun part about it. So it means they'll have some more flexibility in the future. Yeah. I mean, I would still love a Nebula one, but i'm not gonna pay for it yeah those nebula ones look sweet yeah there's one on reverb right now that's like super beat up and they still want like four grand for it so would you if you had one though would you take it out and play with it or would you just kind of sit there uh, all my guitars get played okay like if, if yeah. you see my like john Mayer strat it it's got dings in it it gets played yeah i don't i don't like the idea of just getting a guitar not to play it out like I'd always like I could understand. So Tom, you've got the how many Adam Jones guitars? Only two. So you've got two. Are you using one as a like have fun play with and one's a keep put up? So um, initially I was going to. Um, right now I've got ones in a case. I mean, because I'm I'm moving, so that that's even kind of a mess. But the, I've got one that I played the most. That had that set. Yeah, that's was gonna be my drop D. That's already got a couple of dings. Um, you know I've tripped and fallen into it in my, they've, in my they've got a, they came a little bit relic didn't they because it's supposed to be like no a spot. no um well you could that get an, option, an agent signed oh okay yeah the agent the agent signed version was uh was nine ninety nine nine you know ten thousand dollars uh yeah. and the 59.99 was the uh unsigned so i get yeah. two i managed to get two unsigned that are now relic <laughs> there you go now we just got to find adam jones and get him to sign them yeah. Eh. Was, eh. I don't know. I think that's really cool. I was really jealous that you're able to snag those. Like that. That's. I don't know. I was. <laughs> no, it's just. It's funny whenever I explain it for for those that aren't aware in, in the Patreon or whatever. I. I had a chance in a tool group for you know to get one. Somebody Such works. Such a group full of tools. Yes. No, it was Adam Jones Guitar Collectors or something like that. Yeah, Adam Jones Guitar Collectors is what it is. Um, and somebody goes in like, hey, if anybody's interested, you know, I can, you know, arrange some pre-orders. There's no guarantee, but it's a really solid shot. And he worked with a with a major retailer and, you know, all the pre-order was made through that. And, you know, whenever I called in, it was like, hey, you know, you're you got a good chance, but you never know because how these people are in my yeah. local store was also really good about staying in contact but they did the same thing it's like we got no guarantees and so i'm like okay well, i really 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 want one of these so you know i've you know i'm i was in a position to be able to do it i'll just put the money down on both of them and you know when it when i get you know if i get one i'll be lucky and then i'll get some money back so it'll be great and i actually wound up with two guitars so. oh what a shame yeah, and I was, like, originally I was going to sell one for profit. I'm like, nah, I don't like. I, I'm not anti flipping. I just I don't necessarily want to do that. Like anything I've gotten that was, you know, that was special. I've I've passed on. 
you know, for my cost. And I just, I couldn't do it because I know I've been in that position where I wanted to pay extra for something and it sucks. And yeah, I didn't need it. So just, you know, let somebody else get it. But I've since held on to them. How much are they running for right now? I think, I think used, you know, they're around, uh, nine to $11,000. Um, I haven't checked to see what the sold listings are going for. Yeah. I know the, um, you know, all the silver bursts and the customs are still, are still way high, but there's a, there is a standard silver burst, uh, like a, like a late eighties standard silver burst on reverb for 4899, which hmm. isn't terrible for that color. It's still not a custom, but you know, it's, you know, the color is demanding, uh, the premium a little more so than the, the custom. Oh, very nice. All right, so uh, we've got uh, a topic this week that um, was this Tom? Was this your topic? Actually, yeah, yeah. So he suggested, and then we're like, "You got to talk about it." All right, so we're gonna talk about what do you want from twenty twenty two gear wise? What what's something that you would love to see happen? So, Tom, what's something that you would love to see? So one of the things I'd really like to see, and I know it was a, yeah, this is kind of half cheating. Um, I really want to see the Rick Beato signature model come out. Yeah, that is a awesome little guitar. I love the I love the Pelvin Blue. Um, hopefully, it's going to be relatively affordable. Um, but the big thing for me, I'd like to see, uh, aside from Quad Cortex availability, is hopefully you know the uh, you know the quad cortex it was a shot across the bow to all the other all the other manufacturers i'd like to see you know axe effects step it up with a floor with a similar floor unit and start to see that you know that type of product really evolve and didn't they come out know, with one this year uh you're thinking of the fm9 i think so it's a yeah, little bit bigger in size and and it's not the full. I think they're XFX three now. It's still not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the the big thing at the quad cortex, at, at least to me, is the you know the, all the processing power. I, I don't know how it works out in practice, but you know when they're when they're saying you can run four you know four full instruments all off of one unit, that's kind of enticing. Yeah, I'd like to be able to go and and I know you can't do this on the quad cortex right now, but the the thing I would like to see is the ability to run, you know, the normal DSP stuff that you normally need a computer for, which, you know, something that prior to having an interface and all that stuff uh, was, was a little foreign to me. Um, so I can do that now, but I'd like to be able to see all that stuff go onto a self-contained unit. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, something you could, you know, unplug, take somewhere, plug in and go, you know, as it's, I'm probably going to wind up with some time so I can go, I can be an old guy in an old guy, you know, four chord punk band. And instead of having to carry around a bunch of stuff, you know, quad cortex or something similar would be nice to be able to plug in and go. I mean, having, having switched to that, I, I love how little I have to bring anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That makes a real big difference. Um, and like it, it, I went through stages of my pedal board game, bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, you know, you're lugging it and then you just hit a point where you're tired of lugging everything because you're old. And, um, yeah, I, I, I love the, the slim compact thing. I, you know, who I really see the next one being is, um, I think it's line six's turn to respond personally. How old is the original helix getting there? Oh yeah. It's, it's, 
the helix has been around for quite a while now there's been a lot of talk of a helix 2.0 being or not not talk from line six but a lot of people like craving a helix helix 2.0 finding the ability so, to run captures or figuring out the capture tech is the, the real missing piece right now from the helix platform yeah and would justify a big flagship model mm-hmm. and would let the hx effects stay cheap and small and just not include you know that feature into like the stomp and the the effects and justify the full-size helix again because i don't i don't see the value prop in the full-size helix anymore no since the kemper and the kemper is the same price for the kemper floor the um quad cortex came out at 1600 it got more expensive over time but um yeah the value prop of the helix has dropped substantially so i think i think new helix is really the thing and they haven't really done anything with the platform for two years if the helix was able to do capture it and keep it in a size like the quad cortex i Mm -hmm. would i would be down in a heartbeat um i've thought honestly uh where i'm going now right my thought is towards an hx stomp um for my pedal board and i honestly what i'd love to see is like a, a kemper for like stomp size that just does amps maybe amps and captures or doesn't even do capture on it um you can just you know put on uh what other other people have captured that i think i like that a lot yeah the idea of capturing to me it's it as somebody who might be like ocd over stuff um I would feel super limited with my own captures. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'd be more, you know, more inclined to buy a few patches mm-hmm. of, of somebody else's, or like a yeah, you know, back to like the plugin thing I was talking about. I feel like I'd be happier that way, as opposed because I'm always I'm always tweaking my stuff as it is. So if I go and I do a capture, it's like, well, I want this one, and I want that one, and yeah, you know, I'm I'd be thirty captures deep before I got some I'm happy with, because mm-hmm. it's mine. I you know I have full control over it. Whereas opposed to I just buy something like you know so and so use this, it's awesome. Okay, done. I mean, yeah, if, especially if you're miking up your cabs, that that process can just be arduous and tiring. Um, the having the Captor X from Two Notes sped that process up for me so fast. Um for capturing my own amps but yeah the the whole that that is to me right now probably the biggest lag against the quad cortex is not having the robust marketplace for captures yet it's a product yeah. in its infancy it took forever for kemper to figure it out too but kemper has the whole paid marketplace thing mm-hmm. that's in a very healthy and mature sp- spot at this point you got the michael Britt, um Tone Tone junkies. junkies all those and my Kemper library is ridiculous. There's so many profiles in there at this point that I don't. I haven't listened to all of them. I haven't used all of them. I haven't maybe even a fraction of them. But I just keep yeah. getting them. You know. You can and definitely get like uh, option paralysis on the so Kemper fast, and also having to organize all that because it, yeah. it, it just exploded. Whereas like, I kind of like that right now. <laughs> I really just have the captures I've made. Because quad cortex is just my rig, and the, I'm just running around with my rig in a smaller thing. But I I already reached all those things. I already had the amp I want. I already have all the pedals I want. You know, I'm not I'm not a new player 
or new to the gear game. So I, I'm probably in a different spot than a lot of other people are looking at this kind of thing where I think other people will look at stuff, especially if the HX stomp could get like capture ability like that. Oh my gosh, I can finally get a King of Tone here. I yeah. can get my access to a Dumble here. And in the price to play and the, the, the entry play price will be so low. Um, that would really be a game changer, but I just, I think it needs to be another generation of Helix stuff. So now what would what you think like about lines? What would you think about line six running a, a kind of a capture only device to pair with you know, the HX stomp or something like that? Like it's a standalone. Um, yeah. It, or would you think they would be better off going with a major flagship product? Major flagship for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I, just I feel like, to pro- justify the processing power yeah. in that. You yeah. kind of just need something that can run more. Um, and, and then having to piece together a rig to make that happen. Yeah. You just yeah I mean, all the, in one. The, the weird part is, so you have the Iridium, you have the uh, ACS, AC1, what, what ACS1, whatever Walrus's thing is. Yeah. Um, you got the simplifier and then you've got the HX stomp. That kind of is your on the pedal board market for an amp sim in a, in a single pedal kind of option. And so it's got to stay in that realm, right? With its competition, or it needs to just blow everything away. That suddenly a thousand bucks makes sense. I just don't see that happening. Right. Or Mm. you jump up to the $1,800 market with the full size all in ones. Which I think line six, you know, what's the quad cortex run right now? Don't even know. I think it's eighteen hundred something. If, if you can get one. Well, I mean, what's what's the Sweetwater price? The twenty two hundred, the eighteen hundred. Well, you can only get them through Sweetwater. So, two 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 eighteen forty nine. So, if anybody can do it, line six could put out a Helix two at fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, and they that does have, everything. They might have access to some of those pipelines, but. I mean, all these guys are these guys are all using the same kind of chips, and they're I mean, the reason the quad cortex went up was because of the crazy chip shortage okay. stuff. So I mean, maybe we're maybe we're stuck for a little while waiting for all this stuff to figure itself out. I don't know, but I, I definitely will tell most people are like, oh yeah, once the Kemper comes down to a single size, I just don't see the Kemper doing that at this point. I think there's there's they're they're thinking we're original. We've been around for ten years. We have our own ecosystem. Yeah, no that's what they said. It. Yeah, but that's the that was the attitude before the uh, floor came out. Well, that's the justification for the floor. Is that's your or the whole stage? Rig. Yeah, yeah. This, this stage. I don't know. I think they should come out with something smaller, something pedal board friendly, something that can. I mean, I just don't I, see it coming from them. Well, they need to get their shit together. They're a small German company. I mean, they 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 laid they laid the golden egg right with the Kemper, and they've been able to ride that for ten years and very successfully. And so, a lot of people will probably be like, "Well, they don't feel bad for them, but you're not competing with Yamaha Line Six in terms of R and D budgets and development ability or manufacturing prowess." So, yeah, I don't know. And if they've got an established marketplace and that's not necessarily changing or contracting, you know, what's their motivation to go and kind of kind of change it all? Line six has the has all the motivation in the world once you can actually get quad cortexes, because that's 
that to me seems like something that's going to hack right into their market. So they have to respond. It's the stereo amps thing is the big draw of the why we need a new Kemper. I could see a big toaster with stereo amps and they up the processor inside of it. And so they slap on another 500, 600, 700 bucks to it. I could see that happening. I don't, I don't know about the, the small compact one. I just, that's all, that's a lot of engineering. I think they were hoping the stage would kind of get everyone off their back for, and it hasn't totally. Yeah. The stage was kind of, I think the stage had the big thing with the stage kind of messed with their begin. The launch of that was the issues they had with a lot of the first run of units, bad foot switches, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was a real big turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah. They rushed and, it to market, I think. And then the other part is having to bend over to actually control any of it. And that whole, the the UI of it is still old. It's still yeah. the old Kemper setup, which you need a desktop editor to really fool around with a Kemper. Um, and that's really what the Quad Cortex sells, solves. And everyone's complaining about not having a desktop app for the Quad Cortex. And I'm like, why do you need it? it the touchscreen is so good. So at, at Summer Nam, you brought your Quad Cortex. Yeah. And I was able to, I mean, you pretty much just let me mess with it. And I was able to figure most of it out. I kind of gave you like a 30 second lesson, right? Like, but yeah, here's but the but blocks, it, here's the order. Here's yeah, how to get very, in and out. Have very fun. simple. Yeah, simple. Uh, shoot. What? Pro Tools just clipped on me. Oh. So Scott like, ruined the episode. I ruined the episode. Episode, episode title. Episode title. <laughs> Scott ruins the episode. All, all, all we lost was you simping for why you like my quad cortex. Because you. I, I, it was I do. so easy I do. to use. Even Diaz could figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even a caveman <laughs> could figure it out. Oh, my gosh. All Not, right. So I, I haven't all touched, we're I haven't touched from, one for 2022. Is that all we're hoping? Yeah, I think so. Just gonna stick with that. No, I mean, well, like guitar wise, it's guitar wise, it's okay. Trying again. I don't know. I don't remember where you were, what you were talking about. I don't, I don't know. Um, too sexy for this podcast. Too sexy for this podcast. That's where we were at. Oh, gosh. All right, That's exactly where I was at. <laughs> That's right, Tom. Put put your clothes back on. There's no rules. Put your shirt back on. There's only one rule. That's still the best commercial that's ever been created. I don't even know. I don't remember which one, which one was that. Little Little Caesars. Okay. It was. It was. Oh my gosh! It's one of my favorite commercials. It's right up there with who are you calling a cootie queen? You lint liquor. That is oh an my all-time God. classic. Oh, that was uh, a great one as well. You know what's a great uh, commercial too is it's a Canadian whiskey called Weiser's or it's a it's a scotch where a guy's at a, at a mall and his wife hands him the purse and so he like runs into the store and holds his hands with the purse and he just like drops it and like looks around and then gets like a uh, plastic bag out and does like the you know how like people pick up dog poop with a plastic bag and then they do the thing. It's amazing. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, my choices were better. Um, yeah, mm, mm. I don't know. Is it though? Um, ooh, well, all right. So, amp wise, anything I would love to see, uh, boss expand on the Katana series. 
Um, I mean, they came out with a Mark II, but I mean, it was just small upgrades here and there. I'd love to see them. Uh, I'd love to see them kind of go. Remember, they had the Line Six amps that had uh, like the digital interface a little bit. I'd love to see the I'd Katana like the kind of go series. Yeah, I'd love to see the Katana kind of mesh with the Firehawk series. That uh, could be interesting. Um, I feel like Line Six has a has a lot of great opportunities. Or, or I'm sorry, Boss, Boss has Boss has a lot of great opportunities if they would kind of move, and and kind of expand has, a little bit. Has Boss made an FRFR yet? <laughs> If they haven't, they're really missing out on that. They are kind of because, like, actually, uh, what was it? the Line Six one is actually really solid. Yeah, um, I, I still love the Head Rush one. Yeah, I've I've got well, the, the Head, head Rush. The Head Rush one is a rebadge because, like, that yeah, that's like Alto is the same. It's it's the same speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, hmm. Who else could do one? I think I think boss is really I I I feel like kind of bad that the boss like core or the GT 1000 core really didn't spark like I think it could have. It didn't and I I I'm still trying to figure out why. Because there's this whole boss stigma. When was it released? Last year, wasn't it? Yeah, the core, yeah, the core was last year. Because that was something, um, I remember a big video for that was Nita Strauss going over her rig at a sound check. Mm-hmm. And I, I was able to see one of those. Um, local music store did a demo on one on YouTube, but then they had like a little sound stage in the building beside them. And I was in there one day when somebody was messing around with one. Mm-hmm. And it sounded really, I mean, you know, live environment, you know, live environment takes away some of the, some of the nuances of like tube versus modeling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it just yeah. sounded absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I remember when they first came out with the big one, um, we saw it and we were, we were going around Summer Nam and looking at that versus the Helix, and I was like, it's so much more compact. Like, the, the full-size Helix is massive. So, why are these other guys just not taking off? But, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Have we lost our steam? A little. Is the magic on? Magic's did we ever? On. Did we start with the magic? I don't think we did. That's been the problem. I've I put on pants. I'm sorry, guys. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's recap. What we want from 2022 is more quad cortexes, pretty much. <laughs> we we all described everything we want from other companies, and we described the quad cortex. I mean, I'm looking forward to when my equits finally gets here. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. What's the, the timeline on that? Uh, I have no idea. It's in paint, so we'll see. We'll see. <sighs> I'm so excited. All right, guys. Well, um. Thank you, Tom, for joining us on this episode. It, it was really short notice. We were like earlier, we're like, hey, you want to be on? And then he's like, yeah, what, you know, about how long? And everyone's like, well, Scott's ready now. Let's go. So <laughs> it, was, it was pretty quick notice. Um, Tom, tell everyone how great the Patreon is and how much fun it is in the chat room. Oh, the Patreon is awesome. For only a few dollars a month, you can come in and leave long ass voice messages that drive Diaz nuts. Listen, I've, em- I've embraced the voice messages. <laughs> I, I, was, I was against them at first. 
I felt I, I I made fun of them because I didn't understand them. And then I started to understand them. And I was like, these are fantastic. You made me a believer, Tom. When, uh, once we told you that voice messages are just audible lists, you were sold. <laughs> <That was it. laughs> oh, man. I really do love Truer lists. words have not been spoken. I mean, oh, my gosh. No, it's a... I- uh, it, 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 it's a it's a fun time so if you want to go give people shit and whatever and you know slightly different you know, usually it's just screenshots of other other groups and then we're just like Did you see this yeah what do you think about it it's probably about 10 percent diaz trying to give me shit but not doing a very good job of it yeah i don't that try sounds about right yeah all right guys well if you want to join the shit show go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and you can also join you to to join the the chat room which is where all the fun is is five dollars or more a month don't forget that or more part you can always give more we will not be upset i promise all right um let's see also big shout out bigger pedals for sponsoring this episode go to biggerpedals.com if you happen to buy something from there tell them that you you, you're like hey i was listening to the effects loop and it'll make everyone feel really good and uh yeah so thanks for joining us you can go to thefexweek.com it has links to our facebook group which is always a lot of fun to be in um well not always a lot of fun it can be a lot of fun uh also has links to our uh instagram uh all the other fun stuff i've lost steam so guys we're gonna go take a nap we'll talk to you next week bye And by nap, I do mean all the other units. There's going to be a middle screen. Serious. Yes. <laughs> there was no choice. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are, we are strong. We have to just keep pushing along.